Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Edition of the Lori and Julia Show here on My Talk 107 on Everything Entertainment, where we have been very productive, more or less. More or less. More or less, and we will continue to be productive for the next 53 minutes. Oh, more Daddy, less. talk for yourself. Yes. Wow. <laughs> I like that guy. Come on. Okay. So, uh, the movie that everybody is getting quite excited for, it Which opens one? this Friday, Ford versus Ferrari, with oh Matt Damon and Christian Bale. Sunday morning profiled I them the other day. Forbes magazine profiled the guy that owns the Ford car from 1967 or whatever it was. I was so curious about this movie. Even my dad knows about this movie. Well, I mean, racing, and Casey's like, well, it's only the greatest racing victory America ever had. Yeah. And I mean, I, so I went to Auto Week today. Oh, oh wow. for crying wow. out loud! What really? Have <laughs> I did because I no, wanted to see you. what they said okay. about Ford versus Ferrari. Because it's even in Forbes magazine. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. If Ford versus Ferrari is a terrific movie, which is not surprising considering it's based on an epic story. Yes, right. indeed. But. Um, so we don't need to say, but the end of the story, the cars are stars worthy, the people in it, the supporting actors, there's a lot to look for in the movie. You might see it more than once. Don't complain that Matt Damon, who plays Shelby, is too short, or Christian Bale is, you know, plays Miles, is too. Uh, Oscar talk isn't cheap, but nit- nitpickers should be happy to know this is the closest any Hollywood production will ever get to telling this the real story. story of America's greatest racing victory, and that is more than enough for Carter. I can't yeah. wait to see this. Yeah. So because they're both great actors. Yeah, and I mean, and there is buzz for both of them. Yeah. And this is like a kind of a movie that, like, everyone be, could go to. Couples could go to dates, family, yeah, family yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. kids would like. I mean, you just don't get this many this kind of a movie. So here's Matt Damon. Uh, we have the first cut. They were on the Today Show. Okay. Individually, as you viewed your work on this film, what did you think the movie was about? Well, it's about this friendship and and about, I mean, for me, my way in, because I'm, I'm not a car person, was I really could relate to this idea of getting together with a group of people to work on something and putting all your effort and energy into it. Based on a true story, Ford wanted to enter the international road racing circuit in the worst way. So they hired Carol Shelby, played by Damon, to make it happen. Shelby knew he could not do it without Ken Miles, 
played by Christian Bale. Neither of them fit the corporate profile. It's um, misfits triumphing here that it's these um, completely unrealistic dreamers but who actually uh, managed to succeed with that. The relationship between Ken Miles and Shelby was that Shelby was able to see this incredible talent within Ken Miles, but just Ken kept shooting himself in the foot all the time throughout his career. And Shelby kind of actually going, just listen to me, I know how to get you there. And, and, oh, I love it. I always forget that Christian Bale, Bale has, English, you know, yes. English, yeah. And, and the thing, and when is the last time we've heard a man named Carol? Carol Shelby, yeah. Well, and Ford wanted to buy Ferrari. Yes. He thought he was going to be able to buy it, and that's how he'd win the Le Mans. I don't Le really Le know Le this story. Well, it's yeah. the greatest car race. It's every year yes. still, the Le Mans. Yes, right, Grand right. Pete. Yeah, okay. Um, and the, some people believe that Henry Ford was trying to impress his new second wife, the Italian socialite, Maria Cristina Vettoriesten, mm. oh, wow. whom he'd married uh, the year before. So... That's just a speculation about why did Ford want to buy Ferrari sure. and be in this competition. Let's play the next one. There's sort of an old-fashioned quality to it in terms of the bigness of it and what it feels like when it you're in like the movie. It feels like a movie movie, doesn't it? You know? Right. Not a little movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's just that they're not making movies about people kind of on this scale anymore. Like the idea that you'd make a, just a movie that's never going to be a franchise, there's never going to be a part two, like this is it. <laughs> it's so risky nowadays because there's no DVD coming behind the movie anymore. So right. they, there's this whole revenue stream that's gone. So they, it's a really tough bet for these studios now. Um, so, it, so we don't get scripts like this very often. Yeah. Okay, that Isn't was an interesting because I never comment. thought of that because of the DVD. People don't buy them anymore, but you still rent them. Online, but I guess we used to buy DVDs more often. Well, that I was think he's also talking about like you know in the the superhero and with well, these right, of that you get yeah, you the know you're going to build on something. But I thought that was interesting that he said these type of films are risky, and these are the type of films that I think we're begging for. Absolutely, and a movie like this, yes, so, because of the car racing, and right. I guess that they've recreated these cars like, yeah, and they're wrecking great. them. Yeah. I mean, there is a cost to this where you could see where this might be, you know, it's going to be a bigger budget. It's not mm-hmm. going to be a $15 million well, right, movie. Right, right, All right. Let's play you've the, got two big actors. Yeah, let's play the next cut. But the key element is chemistry. These two have it in spades. You guys say share the same agent? Yeah. Uh, yeah. For decades? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But they had never worked together. Oh, we'd bump into each other, and I'd always know what Christian was up to. I'd, I've always watched Christian's work, um, you know, from... And, from and, and laughed afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Batman, what are you thinking? Mostly our relationship was I would get told, oh, Matt's going to pass on this film, so they're like, oh, God, we'll go to bail. And then Christian would go win an Oscar yeah. for it. You know? <laughs> That's usually the way it works. That's... That's not a bad way to work. It's really good. I'm like I'm like the canary. I'm like I'm sitting there going like Christian, do this one. <laughs> they're gonna give you more awards. And they're they yeah. did even on the Sunday morning one, they did they're doing the interviews together. You could tell that they really like liked making well, this right. movie. How fun. I mean, because it is one of the greatest stories with the greatest car. Yeah, and I guess there's there's so many GT forties, and I guess most of those cars were uh Provided by Shelby Legendary Cars in Irvine, California. Mm-hmm. How about that? Yeah. Cool. And they're constructed to the exacting specifications Fabulous. of the original. Yeah, it's great. So for car 
Aficionados. I mean, mm-hmm. Auto Week. I didn't, I didn't know how to go any harder on a car sourcing on this movie than no, that. No, that was a good, good was that a good one? Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's play the next uh, cut. When you see him work in a film, what what impresses you? There's nothing superficial about it. And that's what it's like watching him work up close. It was really fun for me because uh, he's just completely in it and committed and he's just got well, thank incredible you. discipline and commitment. Can you have it when he's in character or when you're on a set after a scene is shot, can you talk to him as Christian Bale or is he the guy? <laughs> yeah, or is he the guy? He's not crazy. <laughs> he's well, there are actors who are like that. There are actors who are like that. I know, but it's if, for him, he stays in the physicality and the voice, right? right? We can right. have conversations. He, he doesn't go like, I'm Ken Miles. <laughs> Who's Christian Bale? <laughs> Here, and that's Harry Smith who's doing the oh, interview. Oh, I know. He gets to do all the good kind of in-depth vintage. Yeah, he does great stuff. interviews. They might have been alluding to Daniel Day-Lewis, who's famous, famous. for staying in character. That's right. Through the entire show. Right. That's yes. right. That's right. Okay. And there is a lot of fighting. We know that from seeing the trailers in right. Ford versus Ferrari. Uh, here's just one little thing about uh, this one kind of a epic, um, hilarious wrestling fighting match that happens between their characters. So when it came time for a fight scene, it was hard not to think Batman versus Bourne. <laughs> when we were shooting it, we talked about that. Like the way I would fight with my brother growing up is there's this kind of invisible line that you you kind of intuitively know what it is and, and when you cross it, so it was kind of that that kind of fight. So it was a, it's, a, it's a very silly fight scene, but, but it was a lot of fun shooting. You know, after doing all the Born stuff and all the Batman stuff where we've actually got to try to look capable. It was lovely to do a fight scene where we just had to look pathetic. <laughs> yeah, there's not a winner of the fight. It just kind of peters out. <laughs> it's just lolling. They just both get tired. <laughs> so that, I mean, I, I Okay, let me just tell you a little bit about the review. First of all, yeah. the headline, The Real Risk in Ford versus Ferrari is making a $100 million race car movie for adults, like yeah. what they talked about. Mm-hmm. But here's what they say. Despite a 152-minute running time, which I can handle, the bone-rattling Ford versus Ferrari is tight, taut, percussive, emotional, and commercially commercial entertainment that puts audiences inside the real-life drama. People are going to love it. Yeah. Ah, I'm excited. Yeah. yeah, it's as real as it's ever going to get for a car racing movie. And I'm always like, that would be like the one thing that they could do on that, like for their DVD. I'm, and I'm sure if it's successful, they'll do it. But the behind the scenes yeah. for the car heads yeah. on how they, how film they filmed this stuff, it, yeah. how yeah. they made right. these cars and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Because that's what the... You know, the car enthusiasts will really want to see. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I'm hey, remember that one sweet movie that we saw with Rush? the racer that um, uh, OB did? Rush. Rush. Yeah, yeah Rush. With, that was good. Yeah, we loved it. Hemsworth and, Hemsworth and um, the blondie. Uh, in it. Nicky Lauda. Nicky Lauda. Yeah, but I forget he, what the actor's oh, name is. Oh, he's an Austrian actor. Yeah, I can't he's remember his name. Like, that was so good. That was a great yeah, movie. I love that good. movie. Yeah, re- that's the last People are recent. dying for like movie movies. Uh, like yeah. this. Okay. Yep. And then, um, um, just, I can't, I'd just like to say again how excited I am that... Uh, Dolly Parton's on tonight. That and Ricky Gervais is hosting the Golden Globes on January 5th. That's going to be something to look forward to because, remember, the Oscars went hostless. The ratings yeah. stayed about the same. The Emmys went hostless. Yeah. The ratings went in the toilet. We want to see people. 
The we Hollywood Foreign Press doesn't want to make that move. And except for 1995, though, the Golden Globes have always been the hostless uh, mm-hmm. one until 2010. John Larroquette and Janine Turner hosted the Golden Globes in 85 or 95. Wow. Hmm. But between 1944 and 2009. They weren't as big of a deal because, Laurie, we had the Oscars. Well, then, you know, then the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they never had no, a host. It wasn't until Ricky Gervais came and hosted three years in a row. It used to be known as that ceremonies that where actors got drunk to that yes. ceremony it where was. drunk yeah. actors it was totally nervously that. avoid eye contact yeah. with Ricky Gervais. Yeah. And, <laughs> and Tina Fey and Amy Poehler did it for a few years after that. Yeah. Yes. That was fun. Last year did not work. Who was it? Uh, it was Sandra Oh and... Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, no, that was didn't work. Yeah, and so Deadline was. reported it this morning that he was coming back. He confirmed it. And um, uh, it's it's going to be a great night. And I just think that, you know, when he leans over in the mic and says, So, Ben Affleck had an interesting year. <laughs> I mean, people, I just... <laughs> Can't wait he because care. he no he doesn't he doesn't fun. care right. and it'll be so fabulous and it's a very he said this is the very last time I'm doing it because this marks you know number four so it'll make for a fun evening he has nothing I know and I don't I believe him that. that it's the last year either oh I do he said that ever to the last ones I'm never doing, doing it again, again. he can't resist it's like a goodbye to her kisses coming back yeah right all right you know Here we people go. can't say goodbye it's hard we'll be right back with the dirt alert. Is a my talk dirt alert. All right, Holly, what's going on? Hi, let's talk about some juicy gossip concerning America Media Incorporated and R. Kelly. Now, if you're not familiar with American Media, they're the company that publishes the National Enquirer, Us Weekly, yes. a bunch of bodybuilding magazines. And a bunch of BS. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and a bunch of BS. Well, there's a story out of the Daily Beast today that says that they were willing to pay R. Kelly $1 million in order to produce a docuseries about R. Kelly, and they wanted his active participation in it. The Daily Beast is alledging that the senior vice president of AMI, Dylan Howard, we've heard his name before. In Ronan Farrow's right. right. yep. book, it comes yep. up. That's right. And wheelings and dealings with Jeff Bezos, et cetera, et cetera. So the, allegedly, they wanted to pay him a million bucks. However, for his they, participation? Yes, for wow. R. Kelly to be and in a docuseries. Legal money, right? Right. He needs a lot of money, allegedly. He is broke, that R. Kelly. Well, the only problem, according to the Daily Beast, was that Dylan Howard didn't want to come right out and offer R. Kelly the money because Dylan thought it would look gross to hand over $1 million to an alleged pedophile. So, not wrong on that part. Mm-hmm. And apparently these negotiations were going on for a... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Month about how R. Kelly would get paid and that, you know, to your guys' point, it is not a secret that R. Kelly is in need of funds. Right. To support his legal cause. Why didn't it happen? Well, it, I just think that uh, there were issues with licensing and music. Dylan explained on a phone call that... You know, I'm going to license things for you, and that's how you're going to get profit participation. The Daily Beast received a written statement from Dylan Howard about all of this, and he claims that he was approached by R. Kelly's people. So he's saying, no, I didn't offer the deal. R. Kelly's people came to me and said that they wanted to work with us, and that it never progressed. Didn't Dylan Howard say he was going to sue Ronan Farrow for catch and kill all the stuff he uncovered about him? Yes. Yeah. He hasn't done that. No. Yeah, so he's he's, he's like, really liked working to protect rotten men, mm-hmm. hasn't he? Yeah. This Dylan Howard. Dude. Yeah, well, and keep in mind, he's the senior vice president. So there are people who are higher in command in American media that maybe might be telling Dylan Howard to do this and do that, a uh, little bit of that, you know? And so he's saying, no, actually, it was R. Kelly's people that were asking us to produce a docuseries and that the conversation never left initial discussions and that it never involved anyone else at American media. However, the Daily Beast is saying that is not the case so let's move on to something a little more glamorous a little more uh fun to discuss renee zellweger on the cover of the latest issue of in style magazine she She looks amazing she is looking gorgeous is this a december issue yes this Mm -hmm. would be the december issue of course uh she is out promoting the movie judy it's kind of gone away at the box office but this is the award season ramp up so Mm -hmm. we're talking to renee zellweger and she's talking about how she got her heart broken back in the 1990s she said the breakup became a cover story for tabloids and that she was devastated about a breakup she doesn't go into detail about which breakup and she said it was plastered all over the tabloids none of it true all of it humiliating so she said that she had a really hard time dealing with it but she said that her brother gave her some nice advice when it came to concerning the tabloids with her personal life she said my brother taught me that this is what it is. This is not a proper representation of you and how you live your life. The choices you make, this is not. This is entertainment. And it's funny if you look at it in the right way. I, I kind of... <laughs> that's such a brother. Yeah. Just, <laughs> get over it. This is really funny. You're looking was. at... Well, first of all, well, she's dated... She dated Jim Carrey when she was in Nurse Betty. She dated George Clooney. She dated what's-his-butt for a long Cooper. time. Bradley, Bradley Cooper. Cooper for a long time. But she got married to Kenny Chesney, and I think that's the one. You think that's the one? What because year was that? That was okay. in the mid-2000s. 2000s. And we that were could, on the air. Mm-hmm, that could very well be the case. I was also thinking, too, Jim Carrey, that, you know, that really... Renee Zellweger... She says has, it happened in the 90s, yeah, so it can't right. be Kenny Chesney. The, yeah, so she's not really. I wish saying, it was Hugh Grant. I, I mean, <laughs> I wanted right? them to always date. Yeah, unfortunately, I feel like that is just not mm-hmm. meant to be. He has some interesting choices, and Renee Zellweger has some interesting choices in relationships. I mean, the, the people that you just read, Julia, that she's been involved with. She's yeah, been in, she's with Bradley Cooper for a long time. Yes, I know. I don't think that was beard action because everyone says that about him. She was last with Doyle Graham. Right, and I think he hoodwinked her. Well, he left his wife, uh, Susanna yep. Melvoin, for her. 
They're not together anymore. No, I know they're not think, together anymore. I think and that he, he misrepresented himself and had no money. Yeah, right. That mm. was what my understanding Susanna was. Maybe he had the money or something. Yeah, that was my understanding from some of her. Um, well, you, we'll have to do some digging. I mean, it could have been this guy Rory Co- Cochran, but why would that be in the tabloids? We don't even know who he is. Yeah, I think you might be right. It might be the Jim Carrey because he has an interesting, and I say that in yes, the most Minnesotan way possible, yes. that Jim Carrey's personal life is very, very interesting. Who was the redhead he was with in Dumb and Dumber? Lynn Holly. Lauren Holly. Lauren Holly. And they got married. Yes. Yeah. And he was married before that, and he has yeah. an adult, adult child. child. Yeah. And then now, uh, he broke up with the person that he was starring with on that Showtime series, and I can't remember her name, but, you know, other than that. He's he, an interesting cat. He's just out there painting and doing things. And speaking of Renee, going on in this InStyle interview, she was talking about her break from Hollywood. And she said that the reason was that she felt the scripts that she was getting were not a fit. You guys were just talking about Ford versus Ferrari and the need for sophisticated adult films that aren't part of a franchise that aren't part of a franchise. And Renee Zellweger it seems that she just was not getting those parts. But right. when the script for Judy came along, she was like, I'm going to come back. Right. And now, Renee has her own franchise, Bridget Jones, but that's a little different. Yeah. I, which is my favorite. <laughs> she, uh, she had a showman's on the set of Me, Myself, and Irene in 1999 yes. with, with Jim, Jim Carrey. Yeah. And that was a horrible movie. Here's what he had to say after they, their thing was over. Well, that R- Renee Zellweger's idea of a good time was renting a U-Haul. Oh. <laughs> it's kind of oh. funny. Well, it's kind of <laughs> funny because Jim Carrey, for probably the first part of the 2000s, yeah. lived in a treehouse yeah. and did yoga. There you go. Remember? Right. Yes. He didn't leave. Yeah, no. you're right. And now anyway. he does paintings. So and... maybe that's who she was talking about. Yeah. Rather be tied up with cars and my strings. Buy my own checks like I write what is Double duh. Okay, this study is going to come as no surprise to parents anywhere. It was published in the Journal of Research and Personality. Okay. Here's the study. At least I think you and Donnie being the parents, this will be a duh for you guys. Okay. Um because let's think about it. <laughs> this is going to be really because <laughs> well, it's kids. It. It's kids. <laughs> I can feel it by how you're. Yeah. So um, you're framing this. <laughs> well, is it not true that assigning your kids at whatever age it is in your household some kind of household responsibility once they reach a certain age has been a staple of parenting for. Years and years yes. and years. Yes. Right? Rock the dog. Yes. Bring out Back the trash. And take out the garbage. Yeah. Clean yeah. their room. Yeah. Supposed to teach them the basics of taking care of themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, contraire. On the surface, <laughs> it would seem this age-old practice has stood the test of time and is undeniably a pillar of raising children. Surprisingly, a new study finds that childhood chores may not help kids develop any self-control whatsoever. No, I know. It... it, it Children are cheering now. <laughs> right. I know. So it doesn't Lori. give them any discipline at all. Uh, it was a 10 year study. Mm-hmm. They gathered, that's a long time. They gathered data on various aspects of the kids' lives, including what their day to day home life and any chores. And they looked it over, analyzed all this data, and it was kids were the ages of 10 to 16. The researchers 
They don't know what else to say except that they were surprised <laughs> oh. at what they found. They found no evidence of any associations between oh, chores and effortful or self-control with four out of our four hypotheses receiving no backup, which they were thinking it would. Sure. Maybe Ooh. chores don't matter for personality. Here's the bright light. Okay, give Don't it give me. it up. Maybe chores don't matter for personality development, but they do predict one important thing, future chore behavior. So that oh, is okay. so you're teaching them for future. Yeah. That, well, you Especially know, it's it's teaching what this what a stable, tidy home looks like by having that expectation. Okay, so fair. There you go. Oh, there you go. So, Done. Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. So maybe you're doing it for one other reason, but you're doing it for the future of their future living. Well, I think that's why yeah. you do it. You okay. try to teach discipline. All right. So, okay. Now, here is another little study of duh, just for you guys, you know, in case you want it. Okay. Sure. Female Instagram users, influencers, face constant criticism for both being too fake and too real. And I say duh because this is like women everywhere. Right. In a certain way. <laughs> no kidding, Lori. It is the age old problem uh, that women have always faced. We're, we're too fake. We're too real. We're too this. But anyway, they did study. This was Cornell University wanted to look specifically at this new thing we have in our society influencers. Yes. Okay, and this was published in the International Journal of Communications, and they wanted they wanted to shine a light on the lack of regulations and safeguards that are out there for people who are on Instagram as influencers, particularly women. It's dismissed as frivolous, but um, recognizing the uneven ways that people look at men and women on social media is important. So they wanted to do this study. And I mean, for most of us, we think, oh, you're an influencer, a nice, easy way to get a buck, yeah. you know, spawn con. But not really. The uh, researchers uh, said that w- women are more often in an authenticity bind. They can't win when they share personal deals or an unenhanced image. They leave themselves open to, you're Criticism. fat, you're ugly, right. you're this, right. you're that. Why don't you brush your teeth? And I then if, smell your breath. <laughs> that's right. And then if you put a filter, or you obviously pose, or you right. stage something. How fake are you? How fake are you? That you're must not, not relatable. Damned if you do, damned Isn't if you don't. That, that is kind of a very true statement. Um, this is the dilemma for women in many everywhere. situations. Well. It's true, though. And I, it, I hate post. to report this. Mm-hmm. I hate to tell you this, but anyway, so if you're an Insta influencer out there, know this. You haven't really made it till you've been hated on. Okay. Oh, I'm just saying <laughs> it's true. And once you know that success, and huh? accept it, we say it one more time, Lori. You haven't really made it until you've been hated on. Oh, yeah. we, we did that our first week. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I told you that. I said, Tui, this is great. We got, we're getting email about how much they can't stand us. We've, we're making it. We're moving forward. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, they hate us. I can't look at these things. They yeah. hate our voice. They hate how we talk. They hate our accents. Anyway, Instagram doesn't yep. really have any real policies uh, as far 
how to protect people who are really getting harassed. You know, people just block or turn things off. Right. So this is just kind of something that they wanted to do at Cornell and just take it. We're going to have to study this. But I, I do think that that is just something you're going to have to know. Deal with. Abuse is more prevalent with female inst- well, yeah. influencers. Yep. Yeah. Okay. One more study. One more study. Okay, let's do it. I know you're going to like this one. Um, Here it is. Happiness. This seems like a duh, but happiness is the most dominant human expression. Because it takes, it just, people, it uses eyes, it uses... That saying, smile and the whole world smiles with you, is true. A new Ohio State University has determined that of the thousands of possibilities that your face can make, there are 35 universally accepted faces, facial expressions. Okay, just 35. 35. And 17 of those are happiness. Oh, and unless we are actors, most of us are not aware of all the ways our faces change to show emotions. Sure. Turns out, though, people are meant to smile more often than they grimace, skull, frown or wince. And the authors were delighted to discover this. Because I'm delighted. I know. Absolutely. This is a this Ooh. study is an expansion of previous research, and they found that people are able to correctly determine other people's emotions seventy five percent of the time just by looking at their face. Hmm. So the smiling is they were shocked. They thought a there would be more expressions than thirty five. And they didn't think that people would be so great at identifying, but yeah, apparently we really are. We're looking for crinkly eyes, glowing smiles. Kristen Davis smiles and her nose crinkles. Mm-hmm. It's so cute. She was yeah. on everything lately. We have three expressions for fear. What are they? Well, just, I mean, there's three, that's all. So you can go <laughs> ahead enough. and make the faces in the mirror when we're going on the break. Oh, uh, great. Uh, we have four for surprise. Okay. We have five for sadness and anger. Disgust only has one expression. It, and I believe it. And it's a and it's a hardcore one at that. You know and Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And so it's smiling. I'm doing the, I'm doing face acting yeah, for Lori Ray. Smiling yeah, comes the easiest because we have so many different ways. Like really Joy is giving me the shy smile right oh, now. I'm smizing. Okay. She's smizing and that's why that is the first step in flirting, isn't it? Smizing. Smiling. Because it's just fun. Yeah, yeah smiling. Well, smiling. Because someone knows what you're registering, and if they don't like you, they'll look away, and yeah. they have to smile at somebody else. And, and get used to that, too. Not everybody smiles back. <laughs> and remember, it takes half as many muscles to smile as it does to frown. frown. That's right. Yep. That's right, because a smile is just... Everything. No, a frown is just a sick smile. That's from the book tomorrow. That's That's from the book tomorrow. The scary book. That's the one. Is that the one I'm reading? Yes. Oh. Imaginary friend. I have 22 hours left of it, and that is the one exciting thing. I'm not finishing it. Cutting it close. No, I'm going to save it because I'm going to go on a long drive somewhere, and I'm going to. You're going to be scared out of your mind. I don't care. I'm already scared. Oh, yeah? And I'm only, I'm probably like 70 pages in. Yeah. It's a big book. It really is. I'm glad you read it for us. I did. I'm going to lie. I can't I, wait to talk to them. I love you, Brock. <laughs> <laughs> so phony. I know. I know. All right, listen, we'll be we'll right be back. back with the rest of the stories. Rick, bring me a higher love. Bring me a higher love. Oh, 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Hey, why are we playing this song right now? I just don't like it. Don't like it? Yeah. I don't really like it. Whitney Houston's cover of Sounds Steve Woodward's Higher Love. Sounds good. Yeah. And it uh, made me think of Higher Love when I looked at the Charlie's Angels premiere in L.A. There were some spectacular dresses on uh, the red carpet. I think Chris Hewitt said it's really good. Did he? Yeah. 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 They, Which is great. They really went for it last night. It's amazing. Donnie also posted a Fantasy Island trailer, which gives us a horror twist, twist ah. on this classic TV show. Yeah. Your wildest dreams are about to come true. It's a horror movie. It sounds like something that already happened on American Horror Story 1984. Right. So uh, Lucy Hale is in it from Pretty Little Liars. And sounds awful. Anyway, it does <laughs> kind of look good, Donnie. It sounds awful. It's a movie, though. Yeah, it yes, opens yes. on in Valentine's the Day. Yeah. Oh, well, for perfect. God's sakes. Nothing like a scary movie, though, for, you know, single Someone's people. Yeah. That's right. Okay. <laughs> if you would like. Do you like how we. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we bring it all Seem down to, be, to that. Uh, disagreeing with each other on that one. Yeah, yeah I don't know. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know what's going on. Uh, all right, what else we got? Let's see. Selena the series. People are buzzing about that online, about the, the singer Selena. J-Lo sure. played her. It's going to be called. Uh, uh, this is a TV series. We posted the trailer to see if you would like to be excited about when that is yes. coming out. And people, at least according to Twitter, they're excited Fantastic. about Selena. Yeah. Okay. What day is it? It's Tuesday, huh? Today is Tuesday. All right, We're having all day. a very progressive and um, productive day. Right. Progressive? Yeah, we're having a progressive oh, we're day. We're progressive, too. Oh. Anyway. Um, okay, so did you guys... Hey, Selena does look really good, because it's going to be a whole coming-of-age story chronicling her rise. It looks good. Yeah. It does look good. And then Gossip Girl. Okay, let me just tell you what... Okay. Do you like that? Yes, but this isn't happening. Here's what happened last night. What? If anyone walked, watched Rock the Block on HGTV, they had four women... From four of kind of their top designing shows, yeah, um, competing against each other, and last night was the finale, and they all had to redo a brand new house in somewhere in Southern California, yeah. And if anyone watched, it was so fun to watch. You you would have liked this one last yeah. night, Lori. I think you really would have. Was one of them the Magnolia Lady from Waco? No, she's not on HGTV anymore. Oh, Remember, right. she's, she's starting, starting her own, own network. network. Mm-hmm. You can still watch old episodes of their show, mm-hmm. but she's she's good on Magnolia Network. She's start, what a great name, huh? She's starting 
a cooking show too on her own yeah, Magnolia right. yeah. network. Is it, is it DIY is changing to Magnolia? Did I don't know, Donnie. I think you're right. I don't <laughs> know exactly what it is, oh. but I was just watching HG. But this one lady from I'm sh- riveted. Tell me more. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry, Kirsten. Tell Anna. me more. No, no, I'm riveted. I really am. I refuse to tell you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. I know I am. You really are. And yeah, I said well, it out loud too. Because well, how? I mean. Because I listened to all your crap and yeah, everything you I talk mean, about. Why was it so great? <laughs> because it was just so funny. Because this one, I'm trying to tell you, this one woman from a Chicago show that she redoes very upscale, old, brown, like um, gold coast neighborhood, like kind of like stones. that. It's just taking old neighborhoods, but really making them worth million dollar plus places her name is um allison victoria she just thought she was gonna win it so bad i mean they were all kind of saying i've got this but no one like her i've got this i've got this but she spent so much money on high-end things she didn't think about the neighborhood she was in it was very the most expensive house on the block it was yeah she made it too expensive for the family neighborhood it is it wasn't that practical but it was very very good if anyone wants to watch just the finale you can catch it because seeing the design of the different women and their styles it was great for ideas laureen rock the block block. it was it was the finale last night and you know one of the property brothers came through and was Uh, one of the judges it was an all play at age it it was an all play it was (laughs) really fun i mean because i've been watching it and then the holiday bake off is happening on um the food network that was fun too Good cookie ideas. I was researching hungry watching the well, ho- that I station. Found my, I have no food in my house, so it doesn't right. matter how hungry I am. Yeah. Unless I wanted Not to start. Not even some ramen? No, I have nothing. I've literally, oh. my mom and I were, t- I was at her house. We had to eat, we had to find oatmeal at her house. Oh, we, have no, we have no food. We hate going to the grocery store, my mom and I. Why? Really? I yeah. love going to the grocery store. There's not a good one that's convenient. Oh, there isn't? It, I mean, it's two blocks away. It's not good. Well, does it go against <laughs> everything you believe in yes, going grocery shopping? People are wearing headphones. People are wearing headphones in those grocery stores. But anyway, I'm going to start slurping down all the condiments. I have a condiment for everything. Oh, boy. That's all I have left. But I looked at baking a new holiday cookie for the cookie exchange what? this year. I might change it up. We're just... People make so much fun of me yeah. year after year that my cookies but, but are people cheating. People love it. I mean, you know, it, it's it's not baking what you do, but what you what you it make. Does, the oven is turned the on. The oven is turned on, and Whoa. they are quite good because that. I salty. found a new one: lemon crinkles. Mm-hmm. You're gonna make it? I'm going to try. I got to buy my cookies again. It's Don't. not working out for me to bake. You could freeze them and bake the night. Julia, I I don't have time to. You're bake. not. A, you don't want to. I, I do want to, but there's no time to, to go, go over, over to, to my your friend's friend house who does all the baking for you. Well, she's got the mix master and the double Dutch oven or whatever the hell you call it. And I am a kitchen elf, and I'm very good at it. And I supply butter and brown sugar and flour <laughs> and my own apron. And I am a roller love it. and a froster. Yeah, she doesn't. She doesn't. Like I'm a to, kitchen elf. Yeah, I, I love that. it. So Do you know how hard it is to make all these batters without a, a mix master. Lori, I've been doing batters and things for years. You don't make a batter. I'm Maybe gonna this make year a batter. you will. I'm gonna make a batter. I have beaters. Okay, I have a beater to too, but like you have to make such a big quantity for the cookie exchange. Like how many? Like well, eight you're supposed dozen. To make, well, maybe oh, eight dozen. Eight dozen. So you do need like oh, you know a lot of it's a lot of beating and battering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Martha Stewart over there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And beating and battering is the way that people want to get into S and M, isn't it? Didn't you start our show spanking. with that? Spanking. Spanking's the easiest. Light spanking is yeah. the entry entree <sighs> level. 
you know, zhuzh that everybody can enjoy. It's the gateway drug. It's it is. It's the gateway drug That's to right. sex. <laughs> By the way, people are going to people are going to Chris Christopherson tonight. He's at the Pantages. Donnie. I saw him sing with Barbara you did? Streisand. Yeah, it was a little in, rough. In, um, was it? Oh, yeah. I bet people love that he's show. he's getting nominated for a big award this year. Yeah, he's getting a big CMA. He's an icon. He He'd is. Be worth and a great see. songwriter. And a great songwriter. And I hope Jimmy Carter is going to be okay. I do too. I, I agree with Whoopi Goldberg. She told him to quit working on houses. Quit working on the houses. He's, he, quit being just, such a good guy. Yeah, I know. Just stop it for a day. Anyway. Jimmy. Jimmy. Don't forget to watch Dolly if you're 